Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into The Stylish Bride, the podcast dedicated to making sure you are dressed, styled, and down the aisle. And today, I am really excited to introduce you to Kathleen and Erin, the amazing mother-daughter team behind Bella Bridesmaids and the entire franchise. And thank you so much for being here with us today, you guys. We're thrilled to be here. Thanks for having us. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, it's my pleasure because there is so much that brides need to know about bridesmaids dresses that it's important to talk about this. And, you know, just as a side note, you, the three of us actually met at an engage several years ago. And it was like kismet that we came into contact with each other. And, you know, it's one of those situations that it's another because of engaged type of relationship. And, you know, I'm so glad that we were able to connect and it led us here today. Absolutely. And engage is sort of one of those amazing reminders of just how incredible this wedding industry truly is. So thank you so much for taking it one step further and getting to do this podcast together. Well, thank you. And ladies, I am excited to hear from you about what's going on in bridesmaid fashion. You know, I can tell you what I see in the segment of the market that I work with, but I'm really interested to hear from you about what's going on with the designers that you carry, what's new, what's hot, what you're seeing. Absolutely. It's been a really interesting couple of years for bridesmaids, particularly because we've had a lot of different people playing, whether they are tried and true bridesmaid dress specialty reorder designers that have just kind of really been pushing the envelope to compete with a lot of ready-to-wear anymore, where there are a lot of brides that are deciding, hey, I just really want my girls to wear something that they would normally wear off the rack. So it's been a really exciting time in the last two to three years because what we've seen is a lot of our designers that do certain things really well, like offering a broad variety of color, a broad variety of size selection, a broad variety of maternity options, extra length, things that you don't necessarily even think of, but will make or break your cousin or your future sister-in-law's ability to have a good day and feel comfortable in what she's wearing. A lot of those designers have started to really pick up the pace at trying to compete with this more ready-to-wear look and feel, whether that's onboarding new fabrications that feel more like something that you just have hanging in your closet for a guest of wedding, a lot of experimentation with prints and textures, and even the beadwork that we saw that came on really, really strong in like 2015, we're seeing that evolve to be even more intricate, whether it's beads, sequins, embroidery, What we find brides looking for is something that's a little bit more curated, a little bit more ready to wear looking, and a little bit more unique and special. And that's been really fun for us as Bella Bridesmaids and in conjunction with all of our designer partners to really put our heads together on what girls are asking for and how we can deliver on that in a way that you know, mirrors the process that we know that girls have to go through to make sure everyone's outfitted and in the same dye lot and feeling great the day of. Yeah, you know, that's very interesting because that's exactly what I'm seeing as well. And I've been in your New York boutique several times, especially over the summer when I was working with my fall weddings. And, you know, 
what I'm seeing there now is so different than five years ago. You know, there's sequin and lace and patterns and textures and silk crepe. And, you know, it really just seems like the variety is a lot stronger than, you know, the long chiffon gown, which there's still a lot of, but there's definitely a lot more out there too. There is absolutely a lot more out there too. But what we always like to say in sort of a coaching, not cautionary way, is that the effortless look takes effort. And so while everybody sort of wants that mix and match look of, you know, kind of Molly Sims weddings dreams, which continues to sort of be, you know, where we see the trend kind of kicking off, you know, several years ago, we always like to say starting with kind of an understanding of which colors and fabrics grade well off of one another, then turning to your bridesmaids and giving them options within those kind of pre-approved colors and fabrics is the way to sort of mix and match. And again, get the effortless look, but make sure that you've put the effort in to execute on it flawlessly the day of. Yeah, that's great advice. And I tell my bride something similar. I always say to them, like you and I and your mother or your sister or whatever are going to go first for an appointment, narrow the field down and then let them choose. Because if you bring in your entire wedding party for the first appointment, it can go off the rails really, really easily. Like, you know, a bazillion different opinions. I like this. I don't like this. I think that to be able to make it an easy and fun process for everybody, they have to have parameters. So setting those as the bride is really, really important. Absolutely. And that's why truly brides are so lucky to have you because we do find ourselves frequently on the phone with a bride or a mother of the bride scheduling that first appointment for eight bridesmaids with. And what we always encourage them to do is scheduling a preview appointment prior to their visit. And unless they are working with an excellent coach like you, Julie, or a planner that's involved, et cetera, it sort of takes them by surprise because to a certain extent, this is a time that they want to celebrate those friendships and, you know, that opportunity to sort of hang out together, have brunch before or after and select the dresses. A lot of brides just aren't aware of how many opinions people will offer up, not to sort of hurt feelings or overwhelm them, but truly just be excited and be present. And so until you're really ready for those opinions or until you are really certain of what you're even looking for, that is the best advice. So we often find ourselves on the phone during that initial appointment scheduling call being like, hey, I know you've got like five girls with, would you like to come in for a preview and narrow down beforehand? We just wanna make sure it's that much more fun when you get everyone together for style selection or size selection. Absolutely, and it's so easy to, you know, be sort of steamrolled by your friends' opinions, you know, and everybody's got one and they don't mean badly, but it's just, you know, bridesmaids dress is can be a very heated topic, I think, for people. So being as prepared in advance as you can be, I think is a really, really good point. <laughs> Truly. And the bride giving herself time and space to get comfortable with her decision. Yeah. We just recently had to counsel a bride who was feeling very, very overwhelmed after a first appointment and truly disappointed because she said, I really came in wanting everyone in the same dress. And I feel like I left forced into a mix and match look that I'm not even necessarily that comfortable with. Mm. And we kind of had to have a conversation revisiting that saying, ultimately, you need to take a step back and think about how you 
feel reflecting back on your wedding photos. And if you are a very symmetrical person, if when you decorate your apartment, when you get dressed in the morning, everything is kind of monochromatic or everything has its place, then you need to know yourself. And you need to know yourself when you reflect back on your wedding day photos how does everything look together? How does it complement your bridal gown and your venue? It should be a reflection of you. And ultimately your friends wanna be there for you. So let's get you comfortable with mm -hmm. this decision first and then bring them in. Cause otherwise you're almost setting the bridesmaids up for failure too, because they didn't even necessarily know that the bride's leaning was toward the same dress. So giving everyone some time and space to make those decisions comfortably before bringing everyone in is certainly the best way to kind of make sure everyone is, you know, happy at the end of this in-store experience as they should be. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, you raised so many good points saying that, and it really made me think about which, how to prioritize in a way, because, you know, you're right, it is the bride's day. And, you know, she should have the aesthetic that she's looking for. But in a scenario of the girls purchasing their dresses, and having to wear them at the wedding, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate, is it fair to ask those girls to spend, you know, 250 or $300 on a dress that they don't like on themselves, just because that's what you want? You know what I mean? It's like kind of a, it's a tricky thing. Absolutely. I have to giggle for a second because even before we got into the business of Bella Bridesmaids, we had a friend get married and I recall the mother of the bride saying that the best advice she ever received was that if you want to dictate the bridesmaid dresses, just accept paying for them and then everyone will be happy to wear whatever you select. But you're right because at the end of the day, culturally, we as Americans tend to ask our bridesmaids to pay for their dresses individually and the bride tends to make the selection, hopefully with an eye toward what will flatter and fit her bridesmaids the best. Because truly the only way for your friends to be there wholeheartedly on your wedding day and be truly happy for you and truly present is if they are comfortable enough in their own skin and what they're wearing. So a lot of what we talk about during the first appointment is any sort of concerns about the bridesmaids. You know, and the bride typically comes in with those top of mind, whether it's accommodating all figures or someone that needs to be able to wear a bra, et cetera. Most often our brides are coming in asking those questions to make sure they're accommodating those things. If they're settling in on a style that we find might be very limited in the size run, perhaps it only runs from a zero through a 16 or never comes an extra length or can't be worn with a bra, our stylists at Bella Bridesmaids tend to kind of tease that out in the beginning of the appointment to say, I know we love this specific garment. Do you have anyone in your group that might measure above a size 16? Or do you have anyone in your group that might be above 5'9"? This garment doesn't allow for extra length. So we are there to help coach and guide. But you're right, Julie. You know, sometimes there is a color that someone needs to buy that they would never necessarily select for themselves. Or perhaps it's a fabrication that they would never necessarily gravitate toward for their own wedding. I find that particularly when there's a bridesmaid who's also a bride getting married that year and is going in a totally different direction. What we tend to do there is say, you know what, let's focus on what we can influence. If the bride selected a color you don't like, well, she gave you a selection of styles. How can we 
kind of tease out having more of an option on the style you want to select and what you feel the best in, regardless of your, you know, preference toward the color you have to wear. Or similarly, you know, with a fabric or anything else, how can we sort of modify the way that you are going to wear it or the alterations that we can kind of help you, you know, coach through to make sure that you are most comfortable wearing something that perhaps you didn't get to select for this friend's big day. Right. Well, it's funny you say that because in the last episode that I recorded on the podcast, it was episode 17 and it was my anniversary issue. I've married 17 years. My wedding anniversary just passed. And I was talking about what I wish I knew then that I know now. And it's funny because one of them was that I should be considering the coloring of the bridesmaids. I wish I had considered their coloring instead of the color that would blend best with my reception because I chose champagne and it literally washed them all out. Like it was just like a nude, like not flattering color on anybody. And I'm looking back at this thinking, oh my God, I can't believe I chose that. But, you know, I was thinking, oh, my fall wedding, it's going to be perfect. It'll be like, you know, it'll coordinate so nicely. But in reality, you know, it didn't bring out the best in anyone. So, you know, as a bride, when you're considering what to choose that you're going to ask your friends to wear. You really have to think about them also. And that, as you said before, will allow them to feel great on your day and therefore enjoy themselves. And that's better for everyone. It's better for your pictures. You know, it's just a better karma for the day. Absolutely. And first, congratulations, because (laughs) it's a big anniversary to celebrate. Thank you. Thank you. And what I would say, too, to kind of go off of that is where neutrals were so, so strong and they continue to be very strong and sell very, very well within the bridesmaid category. We've seen a shift in what I find us talking about a lot on the sales floor is exactly what you just mentioned, which is just because you're in love with the idea of the champagnes or the neutrals or a really soft blush to coordinate your wedding or be a part of your wedding a lot of times there's also an opposite color, whether it's like a deep, deep ruby or burgundy tone or a deep jewel tone of some sort that we often find ourselves having conversations about, well, if you're questioning this color on the bridesmaids, what if we flipped your floral on its head and you took that burgundy and ruby tone out of the floral, you put it in the gown and you kept your bouquets a little bit more neutral. Mm -hmm. So remembering that just because you love a color doesn't mean you necessarily have to have it solely in a dress. You could also choose something that's complementary on the other side of the color wheel for the dress, but keep that color throughout your tablescapes, your bouquets, et cetera, to make sure you're still getting the look you want, but just in the way that flatters your bridesmaids best and also achieves the overall look you're going for. Do you find that that advice surprises brides? Had they thought of in that way? No, there's usually like an aha moment. We have Uh a lot of aha moments, which is really exciting. And I think it's one of the most authentic things about the in-store experience that truly is almost a little bit addictive over time. It's really fun to give people permission to break some rules that Mm. they came in expecting to follow. So that piece of the in-store experience and discovery as you're shopping is so important because you wouldn't know how the girls looked in champagne tones, for example, unless you came in and you took a look at it and you voiced out loud, gosh, I'm just not sure it looks great on Julie, but I feel like it washes out Sarah. 
And that's when our interaction as stylists and frankly coaches kind of flips it on its head and gives you a lot of different ideas of what we've seen executed in other places. And those are the aha moments that frankly, like we have a ton of fun with. Yeah. The expertise of the stylist that's already worked through how many times, you know, with other brides comes to, you know, helping the new bride that doesn't have an idea of which way to go. And they just use their expertise to help them one way or another. So it's very positive. I've actually found that in your New York boutique a lot. I will come in with a bride who wants something somewhat complicated in that, you know, several different shades of the same tone or different tones or ombre. And your stylists, I always lean on them and say, tell me your very best styles in this color from all of your designers, like what's the most flattering and things like that. And they really know, they know how to, you know, create an ombre. They know how to, what dress looks the best on a busty bride. It seems as though that's the special sauce for what you guys offer. Well, what's exciting is we have a very narrow focus. We only focus ourselves on bridesmaids, very little even on accessories or anything else. And so to a certain extent, the reason we have such positive relationships with a lot of bridal salons is because we solely want to complement the bridal gown, the venue and, you know, kind of ceremony and reception site, the look you're going for, for that day and how to sort of execute on that for your pregnant bridesmaid, your size double D bridesmaid. I always joke the bridesmaid with the Dave Matthews band tattoo on her left shoulder, how to find (laughs) the one shoulder that will cover that up discreetly. So we've really been through it all. And we kind of joke, we're seemingly wealths of worthless information when it comes to bridesmaid dresses. But it's really exciting when you can take that deep, deep rooted product knowledge and frankly, life experience of helping people get ready the day of and, you know, kind of marry that together. And that's why, you know, we enjoy working with you so much in store because you really kind of have that experience of what works and what doesn't. And that's really what we want people to go home with. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I feel the same about you guys. Now, tell me a little bit about trends that you're seeing in terms of, you know, I guess, everyone wearing one dress versus multiple shapes versus multiple colors. You know, what are you seeing now? It might surprise you ever so slightly. But there's an incredible amount of regionality to Mm. bridesmaids dress shopping across the country. And while I would say in the big cities, mix and match was the absolute norm, particularly two years ago, even one year ago, we've seen a big shift also toward either same dress or a really, really clean monochromatic look. And I think that that's what you're also seeing come down the runways for bridal is a little bit more of a clean line, a little bit more contemporary look. And that's what's coming into bridesmaids as well. So one of our best performing ads, for example, is the most clean lined, but tone neckline ivory crepe dress on all 10 girls on a super simple and clean lace bridal gown. So I think it's been really interesting. The big cities are seeing a little bit of a shift toward a monochromatic look when we're still doing mix and match. It's going a bit away from the neutral mix and match. And I have girls looking for more interesting, moodier tones, whether it's embroidery, inspired, et cetera. So that's been really exciting. And then if we move toward the South, 
we are in mix and match heaven still. So the beads mixing and matching with the blush and champagne neutrals and prints, that very much so is still happening quite a bit in the South. So it's exciting because with bridesmaids, there is still a ton of regionality and it's really neat to be able to kind of see that from a, you know, 54 store wide system. Right. Yeah, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought of it like that, funnily enough. I don't know why, but, you know, I think that, it makes perfect sense. And I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're seeing much bigger bridal parties in the South as well. Definitely. 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 I think our record is 27 bridesmaids, <gasps> which is not a joke toward the movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. It's authentic. And Texas is really interesting, like a little known fact, but a lot of the bridal parties down in Texas have almost like an A team and a B team of bridesmaids. You have a bridal party and then you have what's called a house party. The dresses tend to be different between the bridal party and the house party. But there are these two sort of groups that make up these really enormous bridal parties. So the South in general has really, really strong bridal party numbers. But in particular, Texas, if they blend those two parties together, tends to put up the highest numbers they on do the board. They in Texas. Well, everything's bigger in Texas. Absolutely. And that's great for you guys. I mean, you know, the more the merrier. I would imagine that really goes back to what we were talking about before and making sure that you choose in advance because that's a lot of coordination between all of those girls. But I think that actually that's the strength that you also bring to the marketplace, which is that you're in so many locations. I mean, really, you dominate the industry from what I see anyhow. And it's the only place that I can say to my brides, you know, I know that you have girls all over the country. Bella Bridesmaid also has stores all over the country. So you can go and have them accommodate it probably within a, at least a few hours if they live out in the middle of nowhere. And I think that that's it's really important for girls to be able to try them on whenever possible. Absolutely. And anymore, as the age of our modern bride tends to kind of creep up. She's more educated than ever. She's highly professional. A lot of them have graduate degrees. They've lived multiple places. And ultimately, when it's their turn to walk down the aisle, their friends are pretty cosmopolitan too. They've moved and relocated. And so offering these spaces that can celebrate those relationships and also deliver on an experience, whether your bridesmaid lives in San Francisco or San Antonio, is something that is very, very important to us and is almost one of the core value propositions of Bella Bridesmaids in general. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the really, really bad rap that bridesmaid dresses get. And, you know, I think that there is a lot to it where it's not only the dress, but it's, you know, the relationship, the emotional pieces that come out when having to wear a dress that someone else selects for you. But I mean, the truth is that a lot of these dresses don't fit that well, or they come in wrong, or, you know, the reputation has come for a reason. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that and why it's like such a dreaded part of the wedding when you're asked to be a bridesmaid and you're like, oh my God, what is she going to put me in? Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, that's the reality. And it's funny because even when we came in to Bella Bridesmaids, it's because we were looking for not bridesmaids dresses. Right. So that's kind of the irony of, you know, mom and I, and our position is we came in because I was really trying hard to shop for not bridesmaids dresses. But the reality is there's a bad rep for a reason. And so much of what 
we find is our responsibility on a daily basis is managing expectations. So how is this dress going to fit? Can it accommodate all the body types and the sizes, et cetera, that are in the bridal party? Doing a little bit of that troubleshooting during the initial appointment is important. What's even more important from a bridesmaid standpoint is being able to go in, try on a dress, try on several different sizes, have measurements taken. Some of our designers have even, you know, gone steps further with a lot of feedback to create individual size charts for each style because we don't want to disappoint people. Ultimately, when you leave our stores, you're going to have to choose a size between an 8, a 10, a 12. And I always joke after we take measurements and we look at the size chart and inevitably like any woman in the entire world, no matter what sizes you're deciding between, you're always going to be deciding between two sizes, one that's bigger, one that's smaller. Our job is to manage expectations. And I always like to say we've just met and ultimately you know how you like to wear your clothes. Do you like a more snug fit? Do you like it to be a little bit looser? And we use every tool in our toolkit, whether it's the sample sizes we have on our floor, whether it's pulling the tape measure a little tighter or a little looser to understand how much you'll be taking in or letting out. Ultimately, we find that if expectations are in line, when that dress comes in with too big, too small, or whatever alteration might be expected to do to make sure you're confidently walking down the aisle, all of a sudden the experience went from being a total disaster to, okay, got it, I have an action plan in place. I'll call the tailor and get it done. So really so much of our job is working with designers that can deliver flawlessly on what we ask them to, and also just managing expectations and using every tool in our toolkit in person to get people to the closest fit they can. Yeah, I mean, and I think that it is a good point about the alterations, because I think that when someone's purchasing a dress at the price point that we're talking about, you know, $250 or so, they kind of, I think they think of it like a ready-to-wear dress that you buy and most of the time you put it on and you don't alter it. I think that's kind of what happens for a lot of people in our day and age. And, you know, nine times out of 10, I'd say your bridesmaid dress needs to be altered. And I think that the resources that, you know, you can provide your brides with alteration experts and things like that, I think so much of what happens is in that piece of it. I always tell my brides, like, you can kind of expect to spend almost what the dress costs on alterations, depending on, you know, how well the dress fits. I mean, it isn't unheard of. That is New York City for you. Oh, is it? (laughs) (laughs) True. We always say it's very healthy to recommend anywhere, you know, across the country, the general party line is between across everywhere, 30 to $120 tends to be where the majority of our bridesmaids stay. You are correct that every time we end up on the phone with, you know, New York City prices tend to be very, very high. But usually within 30 to 120, at least even here in Chicago, that tends to be super, super safe. And the majority of our dresses fall within it. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's also the talent of the person altering it as well, which is totally out of your hands. So if they take it to their local dry cleaner and the person messes up the hem, you know, there isn't anything you can do about it. But unfortunately, I would imagine that's thrown in your lap also. Yeah. But, you know, being an expert in the wedding industry in any category requires you to be an expert in what comes next. And I think you know that 
even with what you're doing with these podcasts, you're working with all of the partners that you feel confident in recommending, because ultimately, if you're going to dress someone the day of, or if you're going to recommend where they shop, you have to have a certain confidence level in what to expect and what comes next. I think that same thing happens with Bella Bridesmaid stores and frankly, our owner operators. It's their job to be in market experts at who does the best hem at the least amount, you know, and yeah. each bride that, that calls us, I always start when they ask for a tailor recommendation, we always make a point to ask, can you tell us a little bit about what needs to be done? Mm -hmm. Because we have different tailors to recommend to your point for different reasons. Sometimes it's a girl that I know for a fact is in six weddings that year. Mm -hmm. I'm going to recommend the tailor that's going to get the job done. Kind of no frills, but they're going to get it done. I know I can count on it, but at the least amount versus someone that, you know, only buys custom bras, needs a lot of construction and work, you know, so that she doesn't have to wear a bra with a date, you're going to get a different tailor recommendation. So I think that's where there is quite a bit of variety. But what I like to pride ourselves in with Bella is something that we ask our owners to do all the time is be an in-market expert on what comes next. You need to know who you can tell girls to go to to get tailoring done for the right price and the right need. I think that's great advice. And I think that, you know, a lot of girls today don't even have a tailor that they go to. You'd be surprised the number of times I'm asked for that, even from people that, you know, are just wedding planner or a friend of a friend. It's, you know, who should I go to for this, this and this? And, you know, because we don't buy that many garments that have that need. So it is a different world. And I think that expecting that going in and educating your brides on it in advance just makes the process that much more smooth. Yeah, right. in the trade-off scenarios, we certainly have dresses, for example, the two birds wrap dress mm -hmm. that requires zero alterations, or many of our designers that have a little bit more of a bohemian aesthetic, they require yeah. significantly less alterations and grade their sizes from, you know, extra small through extra, extra large. Frankly, even our stretch crepes that have been incredibly popular in this last year require very different alterations than very structured traditional dresses simply because there is so much give that is a little bit more on point with ready to wear. So going back to our designers that we work with getting a little smarter, a lot of times with our feedback is we're seeing a lot of individual size charts to best determine size selection at the individual size level. We're seeing a lot of new fabrics come on the scene to assist with minimizing alterations. And we're seeing a lot of shift to alpha sizing, even instead of numeric sizing. And even when girls get, ultimately it's about price. You know, let's be honest, so much of it does come down to price. And we've been very, very, you know, gritty to make sure we're carrying product that we're proud to sell, that we know you're gonna be happy with still six months from now at that 152, we top out right now around like the 310, maybe 350 price point, because we know the majority of our brides like to stay within that 150 to 260 price range. Right, right, right. I think that that's good. I mean, especially when the girls are paying for them and they're in six weddings that year, like you said. So that's great. So tell me, I know from my experience with the stores that your order time is actually pretty long. Tell us a little bit about what a bride should expect from order time. If a bride wants all of her options. She should absolutely be shopping with us no less than about seven months before her wedding. That said, we've noticed in the last couple of years that there is a very strong cultural trend. And a lot of it comes 
with just sort of the abundance of ready to wear in the Amazon culture that we think everything is available on demand. So we have had a number of brides starting to shop much closer to their wedding dates than ever before. So while we'd say for brides that want to keep all of their options open, shopping seven months before and placing your order no less than five months before allows the dresses to be hanging in the girls' closets at least a month and a half before the wedding with very, very little stress. That said, we have a number of designers that we work with that have been really, really savvy about developing in-stock programs for the pieces that they know are selling the best. And for those, we can turn them around in less than a week. And I will say, our brides have been challenging us to do that. So you're noticing a lot of designers that used to have three-month lead times, whittling away those lead times more toward eight weeks, 12 weeks, to make sure that you know we can deliver on them a little bit faster. And then again, the in-stock programs from the likes of Desi, Katie May, even Jenny, Jenny Yu, a number of our designers, it's limited in stock, but for that mix and match party or a single dress order, it really can make all the difference in the world to be able to get product quickly. Absolutely, especially since you're coming up against you know Nordstrom, let's say, that has a lot of the dresses in stock and you can get them in a couple of days. I think that, you know, what you don't get in that scenario is all of the expertise we've talked about, the measurement, the trying them on, you know, there are all those things. But for these quick turnarounds, you know, that is they can offer on demand, basically. So they can. And I think what we're always educating on is we are one block away from Beholden, for example, in Chicago, and we truly love and cherish our distance from them simply because we are very good at very different things. And on the surface, that doesn't necessarily show through, but Beholden is very good at offering sort of single pieces or a limited selection fast. It's mm -hmm. in stock, it's available to you, it's returnable. However, if you are someone that's gonna choose to have six bridesmaids, eight bridesmaids, 10 bridesmaids, and not select your bridesmaids to be within that size zero to 16 range, or not order extra length, or not choose a style that isn't necessarily already in stock, that's when we shine, and that's where the lead time comes in, because with that lead time comes the flexibility of being able to make sure that every size is accommodated from a double zero to a 30. Every extra length need, every style is coming within the same dye lot, not three shades of dusty rose or blush or cameo that frankly look like they are completely unrelated. Exactly. So it's just a really interesting educational process where I think every player within the bridesmaid market, we have deep respect for because we're actually very good at different things at this moment. So we kind of have a lot of fun with that. And each person should choose what's best, you know, for their shopping lead time, the approach they're taking to the bridal party as far as same dress or mix and match and, you know, the wedding day that they're planning. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's great advice, not only for you, but in for life in general, because, you know, if you can think that way and understand that everyone has strengths and they're not the same. And I just think that's a really great perspective. And I'm sure it's a huge asset in growing your business like you guys have. Business ownership, I'm sure you would agree, requires an incredible amount of resiliency. <laughs> so certainly the does. reality is you have to have sort of unwavering faith that what you do and the value you're delivering on 
has meaning and connection with, you know, the bridal parties that you're servicing. And I think us just always staying very focused on, you know, when we do get stressed about trends changing or any sort of competitive noise in the marketplace or production timeline shifting, any of these things that we've kind of even touched on on this call, you have to really go back to what's happening in store. When I'm working on the floor on a Saturday, what are people asking for? What are they responding to? And what are they buying? If I can really laser focus on meeting that need, I know that I can always evolve and stay relevant. It's when we don't listen and kind of identify and let go of we really can be the best at or you know have to sort of make room for someone else to be better at that's kind of what keeps us going and hopefully just relevant because keeping brides and most importantly bridesmaids happy with us it will be that bridesmaids turn to get engaged we have a deep respect for that so if a bridesmaid's unhappy with us during her experience as a bridesmaid, we're toast when it comes time for her turn as a bride. So that is not lost on us and really does guide really every modification we make to the business going forward. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense and it's obviously proved very, very successful for you guys. Tell me what we should look for from you in 2019. What's gonna happen with Bella? Can you give us any secret tips? I mean, at the moment, we're relaunching a website within the next month and something that seems so simple, but is incredibly challenging is being able to sort of allow our brides and bridesmaids to play with our product online before coming in store theoretically seems so easy to execute on. But the number of variants that these digital assets create when you have one dress that's available in 80 colors, plus extra length, plus sizes zero through 30, and the price points, all those kind of search capabilities tend to require a ton of development work. So I would say we've been humbled year on year in our pursuit of technology to really enhance the in-store experience and complement it. So you'll see a new website that will definitely be designed to give you more insight and the ability to play with product from a price, from a color, from a, you know, kind of look and feel standpoint prior to coming in the store. Our virtual showroom software continues to improve. We like to think of that as almost a registry. So a bride comes and perhaps, Julie, you bring a bride to Bella Bridesmaids in New York City. And like we've already talked about, she's going to register with Bella Bridesmaids in New York City. But there's no way that all nine of her bridesmaids solely live in Manhattan, right? So we have an opportunity with our virtual showroom to share that information within our whole network. So when your bridesmaid comes to us in Chicago, I know exactly where that wedding is gonna be. I have the products pulled before she arrives. I can actually just take everything that you've already given me through the virtual showroom to make sure she has the best experience and I send her on her way with the information she needs to order through the New York City location. So continuing to push the envelope on developing that software. And then last but not least, we have never been more confident and certain in the need for an in-store experience than we are in 2018 and 2019. So you will see more doors open. In our very Amazon-like culture, I think we've seen an incredible amount of even wedding industry folks jump in to an online-only capacity and kind of try and mail order the experience, et cetera. And I think in this moment, 
we're almost finding that that in-store experience is almost that much more precious, gives us an opportunity to expectation manage, see colors and fabrics in person. And I'd say again, when we take a step back and we really get back to our sales floor, we work those appointments on Saturday. We truly listen to our clients, their planners, their wedding stylists, and we're really trying to deliver on it. Them being able to see and touch and feel product in person and then have somewhere to send their bridesmaids and significant others to see and touch and feel that product in person is gonna continue to be our most paramount value proposition. So hopefully new website, better virtual showroom and more doors is what's happening in 2019. Well, that is very, very exciting. I can't wait to follow all of the progress that I know you guys will make. And I think before we finish, what I think brides want to know is how do they end up on your amazing, amazing Instagram page? And for everyone out there who doesn't follow it, it's Bella Bridesmaids. And that's the handle. And, you know, you highlight the most beautiful wedding parties. How do you choose them? I mean, number one, send it in your Bella owners and stylists and managers. I always joke, like everyone goes to work every day and we just truly care to see the final product. There's nothing that truly lifts our hearts more than getting an email in our inbox with someone's wedding day of photos. So number one, if you did enjoy your stylist, if you liked the manager, if you liked the store owner, send them your image because I promise you they're dying to see it and it will make their day. DM the photos to us. That's terrific. And also let your photographer know. We've developed really, really intimate relationships with a lot of the photographers across the country. We love giving photo credit and celebrating all of their incredible talent. So giving your photographers a heads up as well that, you know, you want to make sure all your vendors receive the photos and credit. And likewise, that we would love to blow up their account as well. We're hungry for more content all the time. And when we see the stuff that we really, really love, we'll end up setting up an interview to actually tease out more of the information on the day of the venue, et cetera, for the website and our real wedding section on the website. So we can see not just the bridal party in that one moment, but really kind of tease out all the moments and decor from the wedding day to tell the whole story to all of our brides and bridesmaids. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so, so much. I love talking to you guys. I loved hearing a little bit about that behind the scenes and everything that you're doing and thinking. And you really do make a huge difference in the lives of so many women. And, you know, thank you for being here today. Thank well, you so much, Julie. And thank you for all that you do. Yes. We appreciate working with you. Well, thank you. It is a pleasure for me and my clients to work with you guys. So... Okay, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that it's been educational and eye-opening and given you a little bit of the behind the scenes and what to look for when you're selecting your bridesmaids dresses. But as always, if you have any questions, please reach out. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is at the stylish bride. And again, you can find Bella Bridesmaids at Bella Bridesmaids. Uh, that's their handle. And we would love to hear from you. And also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss a tip on how to be dressed, styled, and down the aisle. Bye for now.